This is a Federal News Network podcast. While the Thrift Savings Plan overseers work to fix the TSP website and the system behind it, users report ongoing problems, mainly long telephone wait times and a lack of control over monthly withdrawals. Financial coach and federal retiree Abe Grungold has more. And actually, Abe, before we get to some of the issues you're experiencing with TSP, and we are hearing quite a bit about those from lots of readers, too, and listeners, let's talk about contributions to retirement accounts in the first place in 2023. What kind of planning should people do now if they're not on some kind of an automatic escalator to how much they do contribute every year? Yeah, Tom, thank you for having me on today. Uh, January is an excellent month to think about your IRA. Even though you're a participant in the TSP as a active federal employee, or if you're a retiree and maybe you're working a few days a week, both people, retirees and active federal employees, should be thinking about contributing to an IRA. And for active employees, if you can afford to do it, you can contribute up to $6,500 a year in a Roth or traditional IRA if you're under the age of 50. And if you're over 50, you can contribute $7,500 to your IRA. But you have to be careful with the Roth IRA because there's a modified adjusted gross income salary limit for those people who are interested in the Roth IRA. There's no limit on those who want to invest in the traditional IRA. Yes, because the Roth is after-tax contributions, right? And so there's an issue of what your tax rate will be later on at the time you withdraw it, and you will presumably have paid taxes on it. But So that's the complicating factor, correct? Yes, the, the IRS uh, wants to limit uh, those, well, wants to make it tax available for those who have a income under a certain value to take advantage of the tax deferment. But if you are over those salary limits, that you certainly can still contribute to a traditional IRA. And do we know what those limits are roughly? Yes. For 2022, if you were single, it's 144000 In 2023, if you're single, it's 153000 now. If you're married, in 2022, it was 214000 And in 2023, if you're married, it's 228000 So um, it, it's really for someone who is of the, uh, on, the, on the lower salary scale and they could take advantage of the Roth. But certainly you can contribute to a traditional IRA and whether you're an active federal employee or you're a retiree still working a little bit. Got it. So, yeah, those people at the 144000 or one fifty three for a single filer, single contributor, that's getting to GS-1415, even the lower ends of the senior executive service. Yes, that's true. Whether you could contribute to the Roth, it's wonderful because it's tax-free when you take the money out. But even when I was a federal employee and I was in in that you know salary level, I was still contributing 
to an IRA, whether it was a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. I always took advantage of that because you are just growing your retirement plan even beyond uh, imagination, I hate to say. It, it's just a, something to do, and, and, and you'd be surprised how much money you can save and grow over the years. Right. The old adage, start early and let the magic of compound interest take care of itself. Yes. I I was in the IRA in uh, 1981, I believe, is when it first came out. And I was not a federal employee then. And then when the Roth IRA came out, I believe in 1997, I was the first person standing in line to convert it because my balance in the IRA was not that large. So, yes, I always contributed to my IRA. We're speaking with Abe Grungold. He's a financial coach and himself a retired federal manager working with clients out of Florida. And let's get to the TSP system itself right now, six months, seven months in. I guess a lot has improved, but it's still some ways to go. What have you experienced personally recently? Well, you know, it's unfortunate that you know, with with respect to withdrawals, from a personal perspective, I was forced to take a $4,000 withdrawal when I only wanted to take a $2,000 withdrawal, and the minimum is $25 per month. Now, I was recently contacted by two people. One person told me they were told by the TSP that they were forced to take a $7,100 per month withdrawal from the TSP. And the other person was told they had to take a $9,300 uh, withdrawal from the monthly withdrawal from the TSP. And they both were aware that the policy is $25 per month, but they could not convince the TSP representative that they wanted to make a lower monthly withdrawal. I mean, that's one issue. Another issue from a personal standpoint uh, I received my monthly withdrawal from the TSP, and the federal tax withholding went up $146 for that month. And I couldn't find any information on that. I looked the entire TSP website, couldn't find any information regarding the increased federal withdrawal. I didn't receive anything in the mail, so I called the TSP representative and after 30 minutes of searching, he said there was a system-wide change regarding the federal withdrawal, and I have a married status, and that was changed to single status. And he asked me if I wanted to correct it. I said, no, don't correct it. I don't want to take the chance of it getting fouled up. But a friend of mine who is a retiree from the government he called me that very same day, and he told me that he had an increase of a federal withholding of $85 per month. Now, he's already single, so why did his federal withholding uh, go up? No one could explain it. It's just they always say it's a system-wide uh, change Interesting. With, without any explanation. And yeah, this, friend uh, has, this friend has not married your wife, to your knowledge. So no. so no one's No, we were we were co-workers and he's been a retiree for 10 years now and uh he contacted me immediately and and he said that 
He couldn't understand it. But he did request a correction. I said, good luck. Uh, you know, I don't know what can happen with something like that. So, uh, and, and then the third issue, I hate to say when I was on hold, waiting for the TSP representative, I kept listening to the message that they keep playing over and over again. And they were saying that the TSP is going to make required minimum distributions for participants if they haven't made them or they're required to make them. They're going to make them on their behalf and send out a paper check in the mail which this is 2023. This is the worst mistake that the TSP can make. Medicare does not send out a a paper check. Any other uh, agency does not send out a paper check. So they need to have the participant sign up for a direct deposit, specifically for RMD, and in the event that a participant forgets to make their RMD, at least that if the TSP does it for them, it's going to the right place. Because to send out a paper check and, you know, it could be stolen from the mail, it could be sitting in a mailbox because people have multiple homes or they're on extended vacations. And if they're not aware that that check is coming, it's going to be a nightmare for some participants. But for those, just to play devil's advocate, that are of the age where they have to make the required minimum withdrawal, isn't it a good thing that it's calculated for them and automatically goes out? Yes, that's, that is a wonderful thing that the TSP is doing that step for them because it's a little difficult to figure out when is the proper time to take it, exactly how much you have to withdraw, and that changes each year. But simply have the participant in the TSP set up a direct deposit, just like they set up direct deposit for their monthly withdrawals. It's just there in the event that it has to be sent out. Uh, You don't want a paper check sitting in the mail. Sure. So you do have that capability at the TSP site, though, to enter the data, to get it electronically uh, deposited. Yes. Yes. It's very simple to do. I did it uh, for my own monthly withdrawal. It took five minutes to do. And when you said that they told you that they were going to take out more than you wanted to take out each month, were they, in effect, trying to get you to your required minimum distribution automatically, or are you there yet? No, no, not at all. I'm far from that point. And this is totally uh, a separate issue. Federal withholding, you, when you make a monthly withdrawal in your first annuity or when you make a month, monthly uh, withdrawal in your TSP, you do have to take out some uh, federal withholding. No, this is totally a separate issue from RMD. And uh, I don't mind taking federal taxes out of my TSP withdrawal, but at least notify me ahead of time that this is going to happen. You know, this is 2023. They have an electronic message uh, capability to send out a system-wide message to everyone. Uh, Federal withdrawal is going to be changing in 2023. Be on the lookout. So when you get that deposit, 
you're saying to yourself, oh, okay, I see a slight difference. Now I understand what that is. Communication is really the key here. And for those people that were having 7,100 withdrawn, not taxes, but the withdrawal from the TSP or 9,300, were those attempts to get to that minimum withdrawal or it seems like no. a lot of money to pull out, 10000 a month? Both of these people that I mentioned, the $7,100 monthly withdrawal, the 9300 monthly withdrawal, both of them were in their early 60s, and they are new retirees. So they are retiring from federal service. They want to start taking a little bit out of their TSP each month. And normally people take out a couple percentage or a couple thousand dollars. And uh, they both communicated to me that their plan was just to take out a few thousand dollars per month. Certainly not those numbers. And those numbers just didn't make any sense. And, and each of them did tell me what their balance was, but it just didn't make any sense to me how the TSP even came up with those numbers. And the issue is you can't change it very easily. No, you cannot change it easily. I tried to change mine, and the module doesn't allow you to make that change. You have to call up the TSP representative, cancel your monthly withdrawal, and then create a new monthly withdrawal. So there is a possibility that you may go a month without receiving a monthly withdrawal from your TSP. That is just not a good system. It should be easily to go in to say, look, you're taking out $3,000 a month. I want to change it to $3,500 a month, or I want to change it to $2,500 a month. It's still going to the same place, and they're still taking out uh, federal withholding. So why is it complicated to just make a uh, calculation change? It's, it should be very simple. It, you can do it on other websites. I, you know, I, I can mention some websites, but, you know, it's not necessary. But you can certainly do it on other websites when you're getting monthly withdrawals or quarterly withdrawals, and you can make those changes easily. Abe Grungold is a financial coach and retired federal manager. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom, for having me on. Have a good day. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe to the podcast version wherever you get your shows. Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. Sean Ferguson, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Chief of Staff to the Office of the Chairman at the Special Olympics, joins host Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, to discuss the importance of leadership, inclusion, and community building. To learn more about how you can get involved with the Special Olympics in your community, visit specialolympics.org slash get dash involved. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned working with that community? Oh, uh, yeah, almost, uh, Shane, it's almost immeasurable. The things I've learned since I've been with Special Olympics. I um, One of the things that drew me to Special Olympics uh, when I made the move over from, from the NFL uh, was that my mother, my grandmother, my aunt all took care of, of people with intellectual disabilities and, and, and physical disabilities as well. So all of my life, I was uh, interacting and around um, usually, usually young people, but also adults with disabilities. 
And so I, I knew that I knew that work a bit, you know, they, they basically were in direct care. And, and I will say, and on, a, obviously we'll say about my, my family, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, they're saints. Uh, but uh, the, the men and women that do take care of people with uh, profound disabilities are, are really, um, you know, we, we can't do enough to salute them. Um, they're, they're really heroes. And, um, so I was, I was drawn when I, I, and I just saw that, you know, Special Olympics was looking for someone. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, I'll take a look at it and see, see you know, throw, uh, send in my information. And lo and behold, I, I, I get hired and, um, I learn, uh, every day, almost something from, especially from our athletes. Uh, we're blessed to have a number of athletes that work here in our office in Washington, D.C. And, you know, uh, Terrell, who, who works in, in our mailroom, who comes by with packages and deliveries. Uh, if you're having a day that's, you know, getting away from you and you, you <laughs> coffee hasn't kicked in, but Terrell comes by, always happy, always enthused, uh, has a, has a good story. Like it can just turn a day around for you. And, and, and you think of, I, I, you know, so often when you'll walk away, I'll be like, you know, whatever was bothering me or whatever is, you know, stressing me out and come on, you know, like, look at, look at Terrell, like he, he, he faces everything with optimism. And, and, and I've seen that also in our going to competitions in throughout the United States and globally, you see people who have had everything stacked against them. You know, their parents, when they were born, were often told this is a tragedy and you should, you should, you know, send your, this child away. Don't, don't, you know, and kind of forget about them, Get, turn them over to the state or, or wherever. And, and, you know, that, you know, just kind of watch, watch your hands of it. Um, and, and, and in, in these cases, the parents didn't do that, thankfully. Um, and, but they've still faced enormous challenges, you know, and, but you see them out competing on the basketball courts or the football fields or swimming and, uh, and, and, you know, besting their times from, from their last competition. And they're so committed and just keep fighting through all the obstacles that they've had in front of them that are not just on the sports field, but also in growing up and finding education and finding groups to be part of and trying to find jobs. And, and, and I've seen so much perseverance and grit uh, from the athletes of Special Olympics that, uh, I, I, Tim Triver, my boss, the chairman, uh, says all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, we get more than we give, uh, working with Special Olympics. It, you know, we, and thank you for your very kind words about the work I do and we do, but, but we're the lucky ones. We, those of us that work here are the lucky ones because I, I said to someone the other day, you know, the things that I've been able to see and experience with athletes, you just don't get to do that anywhere. That, that, you know, it's a, and it's so unique and it's so, uh, joyful. And, and uh, I mean, we work hard and, you know, we, we're up against, you know, the things that nonprofits are up against and, you know, the, you know, the issues of the day. But, uh, man, you see it, it and, and, and the inclusion and the, at Special Olympics, no one's excluded. You know, no, right. no one's excluded. Yeah. Everyone is equal at Special Olympics. It, and, you know, in a country that's quite divided on so many lines, politically and uh, socially, uh, economically, race and uh, sexual orientation and whatnot. But you go to Special Olympics and everyone's involved. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's equal. And I've learned that it's a model for our country and for our world. Uh, I, I just think that that if if people were involved in Special Olympics in experience the power of Special Olympics for themselves, 
I, I can't imagine that won't help our country and help our world um, to experience that true inclusion and acceptance of difference. How, how do we get, how can listeners get involved in Special Olympics? Ways to get involved? Uh, tons of ways. So uh, volunteers, obviously, coaches, officials. Um, and, and the thing that, that, that uh, Tim Shriver has done uh, and really pushed in the years that he's been chairman is the unified sports model that, that I mentioned earlier, um, where people, and, and it doesn't have to be, uh, it's not just school age, it's, it's uh, you know, we say nine to 99 or uh, year old uh, folks uh, that play on teams, uh, bowl together, golf together, play soccer, basketball together. Uh, people with and without intellectual disabilities competing on teams together. Um, and that is, I, I think, when you when you go back to the founding of, of our organization, what Mrs. Tri- Mrs. Shriver was trying to do uh, was to, to uh, create inclusion opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities. And you see it at these unified sports events where people with and without are playing together. We still have traditional uh, teams where it's all people with intellectual disabilities competing with other uh, teams, all intellectual disabilities. But this model of inclusive sports and inclusive leadership programs and whatnot, I think is truly revolutionizing and changing the way people see uh, others with intellectual disabilities. That's just like, I mean, that's what we that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring people together and bridge difference and, and, and celebrate differences and that our athletes, man, are some of the greatest people that you will meet. And, and, uh, and there's a lot to learn from our athletes and playing sports with them and interacting is, is how you'll learn it. Check us out, uh, you know, uh, specialolympics.org on, on our website, uh, that will link you to your local program. You can follow through the, the clicks of how to get involved and where, what's closest to you. You'll enjoy it. I can promise you that. Well, thank you very much, Sean. And, and to everybody listening, I'm Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and we'll, uh, Talk to you next time on the Lessons in Leadership podcast.